Welcome to BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. And one guy that does. Oh, yes, Sammy's jumped ahead of me saying my name. I'm Trevor Scott. I'm Sling 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 over there. Yeah, yeah. How do we usually do this? Yeah, you've ruined the whole thing. The whole whole, uh, cadence of our intro, Samuel. This is how we do it. (laughs) Yep. So, the wonderful Sammy Deej is here joining us from the Inconsolable podcast. Welcome. Thank you for welcoming me. I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to welcome. Uh, yeah, just uh, thank you for inviting me. After how many months you, that you've been asking? It's been 15 <laughs> months. I checked last time. How um, many days? Did how many was, hours? Well, the the last one was when we did the the whole um uh, pre packs thing. Well, we both recorded stuff for each other's podcast. Yeah, back in twenty seventeen. Oh my goodness, mm. that was when I was waiting. Back Canada, in the day, no, that was the oh, pre-packs. The, the no, sorry, when the, he yes, yes, to yes, the city, the packs. Yes, and we played drop mix. Yes, yes, we did, and, and you beat us. Fun times. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. so Sammy knows how the game of click pitch is played, but does our audience? Ben, why don't you let them know? I shall. So, click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us, and on the count of three, two, one, click. We will click refresh. We're going to get a new word, and we're going to slam those words together, slap them together like a few, I don't know, fish at a fish market, and uh, make some some good old game design fish paste. With a slight wrinkle Tip tonight, paste. if we come up with something good enough, Sammy may actually go and make it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Sam. Because, like, lots has changed. Have, lots has, uh, things have changed in the last 15 months uh, because I'm now studying... Like game design, programming stuff. So yeah, if we could come up with a cool game that isn't very graphically intense, <laughs> you know, got some cool sound design stuff associated with it, uh, I might do that. Mainly because um, the last time I attempted to make a game idea uh, that didn't go super well. Oh, that's okay. You just it's needed all a learning experience. You needed some click pitch to set you off on the right path. So let's do it. Um, mm-hmm. We may end up giving you some dodgy models to use in your game. Because oh okay, because I mean, if we come up with memorable characters, we're going to have to come up with like some sort of model that you can put in the back somewhere. I think okay. so. So you're you're the one that's going to be making that model for me. Oh yeah, both both of us have got really really bad Blender skills. Yeah, we're we're like marginally <laughs> handy with Blender. <laughs> we'll throw you some polys. We'll shove some polys in your direction. Oh my gosh. All right, let's okay. get into some games because we're yep. like three minutes in and we haven't started anything. So, three, two, one, click. Mush. I got a convertible. <laughs> okay. With. With? With. As in how wide it is. Oh, width. <laughs> right. Mush convertible width. So, I mean, with those first two words, I was thinking Husky's pulling a car. Yep. Okay, yeah. Maybe this could be sort of a bit of an arcadey kind of thing where you're kind of you're picking up dogs as you go um, and adding them to your crew. <laughs> That's one way to describe it. I don't mean running them over. <laughs> okay. You can't be going that fast. Just, you, got, you start with a single husky. <laughs> I, I, admittedly, like, that image alone makes me think of, like, the Forza Motorsports game where the car goes, like, way too slowly. And yet still manages to slide and like <laughs> crash into the side of walls and stuff. Yeah. So, like maybe we can make a game out of that. But there's also width. So like the, the only other way that I was going was like convertible width. So like in some way the width of something changes. Well, that could be maybe the formation of your dogs. Maybe yep. okay. having them like more spread out 
means that, you know, you're going to go a bit slower, but be a bit more, I don't know, stable or something. Uh, yeah. Mm. It, so could just thinking, alternative- it could just be a dog, um, dog rate, like a, what do you call that sport anyway? Um, I did a rod. Yeah. That, well, that's the event, right? Uh, anyway, dog yeah. sledding, dog sledding, dog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it could just be like a, do- a competitive. Well, if you took the convertible as being convertible width, you don't necessarily need the car, even though that's really funny. I like okay. the car. The other thing that I was thinking is you're driving a bus that's led by dogs, mm-hmm. but it's kind of, it's like, um, do you guys remember from, which one was it? Um, Harry Potter, the Prison of Azkaban, where they have that bus that like changes width to like oh you know, yeah the night bus go between yep. yeah, yeah 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 so maybe we have that but led by dogs it's it's that bus <laughs> it's that it's, well maybe this is a harry potter spin off and they're not dogs they're whatever the um the kestrels right no um, i still like the idea because you'd of still say dogs. mush you still might say mush i like the idea of, of dogs because of what i'm about to say you start with okay. 10 hp which is 10 husky power husky um, oh my god this again and, huh? and as you as you pick up extra dogs you you add hp but as you crash you lose hp do they die oh my god i know they exactly run away <laughs> no i i know exactly trained. what i want this game to be i want this game to be do you remember like wacky races <laughs> yeah like wacky wheels yeah. was it wacky no was it oh no yeah whatever no, no. it was like you had that evil guy with that like, yeah. shitty dog that would snicker all the time um, oh, the ca- you, okay, yeah. I was thinking yeah. of you do Catch that, but you pigeon. do that. <laughs> no, I was thinking yeah, of, of like the that. old um, PC Mario Kart ripoff game. Oh. no, yeah. not the Apache bloody wacky races. No, um, so oh, wacky what wheels. you do is yeah. that was wacky. You no, do wacky that. Races. You do that in like a fantasy setting, like a like a Harry Potter world. So you have like the double decker bus that can change sizes. You have basically, I'm thinking, you have a giant dog. That's like comprised of smaller dogs, and if you crash, like dogs just fly off, <laughs> like the size, like you send out the dogs with dogs in their mouth, and when they crash, dogs fly off. Yeah, and you have like someone on a Pegasus or something. Yeah, and look, and Trevor, you like- can still have HP. It's just they're now Harry Potters. You measured your life in Harry <laughs> oh. Potters. Oh my god! And and oh my god! So like this could basically be like the Overwatch of racing games. Like everyone gets like certain moves that they can do. Kind that could shit. be cool. I don't know. Actually, either the Overwatch or the Mortal Combat of of races. So, finish oh, there. Those poor puppies. I'm not sure there were a lot of fatality. Oh, well, that's not true. I was going to say in the Harry Potter universe, but actually a lot of kids died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the the, the whole, like, background radiation is like, there was a guy that's basically Hitler. Um, oh, yeah. Just trying to, you know, genocide. Yeah. Genocide a whole gen. Eugenics and stuff. Yep. So, on eugenics, three, two, one, click. <laughs> okay. That was good, though. This. Oh my god! I need to change the complexity of this. Like, I'm just getting like stuff that I can't use. I don't. What think. are you on? Ugh. It was average, and it was giving me shit like Nightingale. I'm like, that's that's a little bit complicated to spin an entire game. That out just would no, that just awesome. would have been a hungry, uh, hung, a hungry gamers, a, hung, a hunger games uh, license. Maybe. Yeah, all of these are licensed games. We need to we need to like go something non copyright. Okay. Okay. Reliability. Thanking. Seepage. <laughs> What? Seepage. Seepage. <laughs> now, reliability and seepage. That, that- if nothing else, we need to like do these in different orders because every single time I go second, I'm like, sweet, I've got the fucking game idea right here. And then third one is like, okay, what was your thanking? Thanking. Okay, this is, this is some sort of like, plumbing. This is some sort of plumbing game. Then. Okay. 
and and it's there's an element of customer service in there. Um, so if you make sure to like pull your pants up and not show your plumber's crack, then you'll get more <laughs> points from the person whose drain you're fixing. And it's all actually, you know what this is? It's Mario Party, but it's it's like realistic Mario Party where they're actual plumbers. And actually doing their real, like, so it's so, all mini so games. So you, you're like, it's plumbing simulator, but it's Mario, so it's okay. Yeah. So, you know, one of the mini games is snaking a drain or tightening a, <laughs> you know, tightening a, a toilet, plunging a toilet, <laughs> tightening a gasket or whatever. I don't know, plumbing. Uh, and then you can bring in, like, what are the actual realistic things that are, some of the other characters would do? So you've got Princess Peach and she's having to, like, Rule her kingdom or something. I don't know what. <laughs> no, that's not going to work. That's not going to work out. You've got Toad, who is a mushroom, and so he has to like release spores. run away from. <laughs> he has to run away from. Um... <laughs> he has to release spores. That's all they just can sneezing in everyone's faces. Oh, I was thinking that um, Toad is like one of those rare like truffle mushrooms, so he's got to run away from like from um, pigs, from truffle sniffing oh. pigs. Mm-hmm. Now, wouldn't that be the, like the old guy? Isn't the old guy kind of more truffle mushroomy looking? I don't, I don't know. know. Aren't they all Toad? <laughs> no, but like some of them are, you know, like you've got Toadette, who's, who's you know, the female is, one because she's got pigtails. Is Toad their race or the name of some of them? Well, I feel like it should be the name of one of them. Like it, it's, it, it's weird because there's lots of clones, yeah. but then there's lots of ones that look like different for some arbitrary reason. It's like the whole Smurfs thing. It's just like all of them look the same, but, you know, like one of them's got blonde hair and tits and it's like, okay, well, she's Smurfette, I guess. Um, she's the queen. So, thinking back about the Mario games, mm. there's something that's always irked me. If Mario and, and Luigi have made it to the Mushroom Kingdom, how the hell did Wario and Waluigi also happen to get there? Like, it just doesn't make well, wait, sense that they it- also managed to get to come from, from like, our world. Are they supposed to have come from our world? Or are you, just, are you just going off the canon of the fucking movie again? I feel like for Trevor, the Super Mario Brothers movie is, like, the <laughs> source of canon. It's the, the rest is just, like, a bastardization oh of that. My, my, my question, and, like, where I, I feel like this is the point where we have to officially admit that we're completely going off game design, but, like, why haven't they ever made, like, Mario Pipe Dream? Like, that just- yeah, It seems like a no-brainer. <laughs> just makes the most sense. Well, that would be one of the mini-games in this, com- to come back to it, to, com- to come back to uh, Mario Plumber Party. Well, I would, I would like Mario Plumber Party to, to literally be a prequel to all other Mario Party games, in that- when oh, you get so to the it's end just of- Mario and Luigi. <laughs> you get, you get and a Mario so lonely the that they just constantly have a pl- have plumber parties. So it's only well, two with- play. Yeah, <laughs> with um, Wario yeah. and Waluigi. It's as just well. them jerking it. It's like <laughs> plumbing party, <laughs> seepage. Sure. Mm. Oh, you bring out the worst in this, Sammy. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. No, okay, go on, Trevor. So, is, do they invite all their plumber mates over and they do like plumber trials? Yeah, I, I'm thinking. I'm the- thinking that. Your, your four main main plumbers are your your Mario, your Luigi, your Wario, and your Waluigi. Famous plumbers. <laughs> <laughs> Who else can we get into this game? Ooh, John Harrington, Thomas Crapper. What? Michael? Wait, Michael, what? wait, wait. Thomas I've Crapper, got questions about this. Thomas Crapper is a famous plumber. Yeah, yeah. That's too good. Yeah, he's I one of the unlockable characters. Yeah, it has fucking like. Wow, I've got so many questions because it's got Michael Caine what? and Ozzy Osbourne on this list. I'm like, who? How? 
How does that happen? Maybe they were plumbers before. Hmm. Um, well, I reckon they may have been. And they've got Mario in here. Good work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, this is before shits. the Mushroom Kingdom stuff happened. I'm, I'm picturing that Nintendo finally decided to do a prequel story to the how everything happened. And they started by doing Mar- Mario's Plumber Party. And basically, Mario and Luigi were so bored of their of their regular lives that they thought, let's put on like an Olympic-style plumber's games <laughs> called a plumbing party. Yeah. And the winner wins- Well, they make a trophy- The golden pipe They make a like giant that. trophy out of pipes. Yeah. Which is a giant green pipe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and in the final so challenge- so many comments that I want to make, and all of them are absolutely horrible. The final challenge is they dare someone to try to fit into the, the, the big trophy pipe. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's why, like, yes. why <laughs> I will do this. <laughs> and we never heard from Dario again. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, Dario went down there. He just like he just never came back. And then Mario was like, uh, I'll try to follow him. But he just ended up somewhere else. Oh, my God. Every time I think of the name Dario, I think of that bloody character from that um, Italian- Avanti. Um, Avanti. Yeah. <laughs> the- did you have to learn Italian at um at high school there, Sammy? Uh, not in high school because we did, school. and there was a um there was a, a textbook called Avanti, and one of the characters' name was Dario. When you said that, straight away the front cover of that stupid <laughs> thing came into my head. Yeah, I can picture uh, it. Was, was he like I a Tasmania Jones esque figure that like taught you about Italian? Oh, I wish. No, there were a lot of Italian characters in there, and. Yeah, I still don't no, remember Mario. any Italian. Okay, three, you two, You know Avanti, at least. Yeah. Lapel. I want to go last. I want to hold the power. Embarrassment. Okay. Ben's already Dramatic gone. pause. Oh, okay. Yeah, my, sorry, ben, mine was lapel. We just ruined the lapel, dramatic Lapel, embarrassment, and mine's outrage. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. So, my, my immediate instinct- mm-hmm. Go with it. Is- we're, we're going for, do you remember, like, maybe, like, two-thirds of the way through uh, the Anchorman, where he's just like, San Diego is, like, the worst fucking place ever kind of thing uh, on on the local TV and everyone hates him. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, that kind of an image. So, that's something to do with a lapel. That's like the intro. This, this, is, the, this is a narrative uh, sort of story, a narrative game. He swaps out the lapel pins for ones that have, like, dicks on them or something. Well, I was just thinking lapel Mike. I was thinking that you literally start as a news anchor who's just said something on air. That has embarrassed him and outraged everyone else. And that's the start of your story. Yep. Okay. So, I think it's a, a Ron Burgundy-esque character. Mm-hmm. Like, local news anchor, embarrasses himself. And then it turns into a adventure game. Yeah. Of, of him trying to find his next job. Yeah. So, what are, the, what, are, what are the main overall puzzle goals in this point, classic point-and-click adventure game? I'm thinking that you're trying to get uh, either one of your previous co-stars or something like that to be twice as embarrassed by something that they say. <laughs> so, you're trying to sabotage everyone else. To basically yeah. move the outrage away from yourself and onto yep. someone else so that yep. you're no longer in the zeitgeist. Yep. I like it. I like it. But then I feel like that has to go horribly wrong and make the situation even worse. Like, so that's oh, kind of- yeah. That's your act one puzzle goal. Yeah, you just you just like throw water over someone else, and you're like, ha ha ha, take that like n word or something. <laughs> it's just like, whoa, okay. No, no, I think I think you, I think the whole first act is a series of you know typical point and click puzzles where you have to basically trick your co anchor to say something on air in a similar way, or to maybe it's at a like on location, 
maybe you've been demoted, yeah. or you, like in your shame, you've you've had to go out on location, which you know is just totally something been that the, the co-anchor. key anchor doesn't it doesn't do. Go out on location, but yeah, as part of that, you are trying to make a series of events occur, which which mean your co-anchor mm. then will will do something even worse. Important question: Can is it possible that we're on location? They're however many kilometers away. And what we have to do is set up a very complex Rube Goldberg-like machine that will travel the 20-something kilometers or whatever <laughs> to the studio to then embarrass the co-worker. Well, okay. I do like the idea, actually, of them being back in the studio. Because I was kind of thinking that they were both out on location for some reason. But, yes. Oh, okay. Well, then you just push, push them into the target pit. I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm just going to kill them. <laughs> just to make them <laughs> do something worse than- Whatever. No, but they get all freaked out and be like, ah, mommy, help me, or whatever. And, you know, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Perhaps. Then how does it go horribly wrong? Do they die? And then and then, um, and then no. cell phone footage of you pushing them in comes out, and then you're even more fucked. <laughs> then, then you're on the, on the run from the law, and it just turns into a fugitive game. No, I'm thinking that uh, you push- Maybe if- Yeah, you push them into the tiger pit- but then, like, when they get down there, they happen to save the tiger from choking or something like that, and they're hailed <laughs> as a hero. <laughs> so then you just throw a rock at them or something. Well, then I think... Yeah, but- uh, okay, so what does the second act move on to? Um, is, is it now... Well, I think that's your downward spiral. That's your that's your downward spiral. Yeah, into- that's your rock. He's in a glass case of emotion. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Well, then it turns into a very serious... You know, the, the, the <laughs> network puts you in mandated therapy... And the yeah. next act of the game is literally just conversation trees with your therapist as you try to determine, like, how you got here, what's wrong with you. And then, and then the final act is like an outlast kind of escape thing. Where right. You know, just jump scares all over the place for whatever reason. Yeah, and it just turns into a totally first-person uh, hide hide and seek game. <laughs> <laughs> the last place- And the place you need to get to is hide under the anchor's desk so that when- when they go on air, you can pop up and be back on TV again. And because you've convinced yourself that if you can just get back on air, everything will be fine. Okay. And then the the ending is like the other co-anchor like reappears and it's like, everything's fine. And then like, you know, the ending scenes in the dressing room where they just like pull off the mask and it's just like, their skin back. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm back, baby. <laughs> okay. So I've got another idea that I'll just quickly throw out. Okay. Just as just as an idea to to see whether whether you guys want to run with this one either, so you being the you being the anchor or whatever, you've just said something really embarrassing has outraged a whole heap of people. You go outside and straight away people are mobbing you, mm-hmm. and that's when you take over and it turns into basically a survival horror game where you're trying to get through mobs of people, a la like Resident Evil or something Dead like rising. that, Dead Rising or With something old, like that. Just middle aged women. But it's just people who are just outraged. So, they're normal people. So, you can't you, just kill them. You can't just kill them, but you can sort of- And be triggered. Well, you you can get into sort of like a rage mode and like whack them over the head with um, a sign or something like so that. So, are we talking kind of, of cartoony violence? Of cartoony violence. knocking these people um, back as you can't- Like, do you have then a destination you're trying to get yeah. to? Probably a bar to drink away your sorrows- you yeah, sit around like you're losing, trying to get away, losing and- line of sight of the mob as well. And what I like is that as you go through the game, you you can sort of do some Hitman esque 
things of trying to disguise yourself, but then someone recognizes you and you've got to get through the mob okay. again and all this sort of stuff. I like the idea of just like, yeah, you go out there, there's mobs of people coming, you can kind of push your way forward uh, uh, through them. If you kind of get loose, you've got limited endurance, but you can run and you'll get a little bit away from them. But so it's about finding like, a bike that you can then go for a while and then, you know, the bike breaks and you, f- you find someone's skateboard and you're like, can I borrow this kid? And then you grab onto the back of a manure truck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. And, 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 and it's about breaking line of sight, but then you, you have the destination to get to. So you still are going to have to, yeah, then it's like, all right, I've got to find a disguise, trench coat, sunglasses, hat, sneak your way through. You yep. finally get to the bar, but then like, the bartender recognizes you, and a mob, another mob comes, and that's level two. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just imagining how creepy it would actually be if there was like a stalker fan that like kept on, um, kept on appearing Ooh. every now and again, a la like you know your big unstoppable sort of um, evil guy in Resident Evil Two, like your tyrant, but you got basically a stalker fan who just he's totally outraged and and really wants to. You harm betrayed him. me. How would you do this to me? I'm trying to remember quotes from Anchorman that are relevant. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. That could be. Yeah, there's some. I, I just. I, I was picturing it kind of as a top-down sort of thing. Were you picturing it more like third-person action? Yeah, third-person action. I love your Resident Evil. I okay. was just picturing you know being right in close, whether right. it be first person, whether it be you know sort of over the shoulder. Maybe maybe it switches back and forth. Maybe it's like over the shoulder when you've got when you're in the mob and you're really trying to push your way through to give you that real claustrophobic feel. But as you break away, the camera kind of pulls up and you get a much more overhead view because then it's about oh I need to get around this building so nobody can see me or there's a bike over there. Like you've got a bit more visibility and it's more yep. about getting through the city and getting getting away. Mm. That could be definitely. Cool. Mm. I like it. Do you know how much I had to really hold off on saying "beat them off"? <laughs> oh my God. Well, then he like, oh. "Just gotta wank them a little." <laughs> like every time, no, every time I thought right of, off. every every time I thought about the mob, I thought, "Okay," and then you got to beat them off. I'm like, "Oh God damn it, not again!" <laughs> yeah, three, two, one, click. Diagnosing, drinking, variance. I mean, that's that's okay. So there's more than one thing that happens in the game. No, I okay. I I think I've got it. It's a little bit like double shot that we saw at PAX, the VR bartending game. Oh yeah. Um, except you are actually a doctor, and so it's kind of a relatively fast paced thing where people are coming up instead of ordering drinks, they're giving you symptoms, and you're like, oh shit! All right, you got to look it up over in this book. You're like, okay, that's probably smallpox, uh, which means here's the medicine I need to mix up. To, uh, to, you know, cure you. And so it's a cross between a doctor and a bartending game. Okay. <laughs> that kind of just sounds like you're a drug dealer. I mean, yeah, but you've got a prescription pad, so it's fine. <laughs> it's not illegal. You have to, you have to um, do the prescriptions too, which, which will be fine, you know, even though you have to do it fast because it'll just look like any normal, normal doctor's, uh, writing. Yeah. Yeah. So this is in VR. Yeah, of course it's VR. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> All bartending games from now on should be in VR. It's the only way to do it. Yeah, definitely. And Why? just to cover of all bases, your prescription pad is also anthropomorphic and <laughs> and and is, is your is your um it, yeah scripty scripty is and he, lo- and he loves it when he always telling you actually no 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 his name should be Rex for RX which like yeah. means prescription <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and he loves it when you draw you know, when you write all over him. 
Oh yeah, it turns into yeah. yeah, even though every time you pull off a thing, it's like you know you're ripping off a whole layer. Of you're skin. pulling them off. It's fine. <laughs> God, how do we get back here? <laughs> God damn it! Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna be like it had to be in VR, gonna be like it's weird. No, it only had to be sexual. VR because it made perfect sense to be in VR. Yeah, yeah, but then why the fuck do we have to bring in anthropomorphic? Well, that was true. I love. Because I love the idea. We're being a human, diagnosing human patients. We don't need, like, more sentience yes, in this equation. Yes, but what you don't realise is on these that the, do- the doctor has been drinking and <laughs> self-prescribing, and he's actually tripping balls right now. <laughs> oh, my so God. So, there is a narrative That would, that would add a nice wrinkle to things. And, yeah. and Rex keeps on saying- it appears that you're trying to diagnose this patient. Would you like some help with that? <laughs> and then his help is always take some more pills. It will be fine. <laughs> You'll be a better doctor the more prescription medication you take. Here's the thing that I love about that, though, is quite a lot of the time when I'm, I'm making games, I'm dealing with, you know, like, there's bugs. and like, oh, shit isn't working like it's supposed to. If you're tripping balls, you could just be like, well, it's just part of the trip. Yeah. You know? It's supposed to be that way. Exactly. Every game- What's every that? Game the graphics look say. absolute shit. That's what- It's like being on a uh, map. Yep. So, you know- What, what you don't, don't actually like realise is, yeah. like, how your character's unreliable in the fact that he's been telling you that he's a doctor, but in reality, he's, he's just, like, well, dreaming or tripping balls and basically um, just thinking that he's, that he's signing all these things, but he's literally a, a bum in a, in a back alley sort of thing. Three, two, one. Two, one. Would, it be okay? Would it be okay to give our playtesters math? Just to enhance the experience. <laughs> as, long as, they, as long as they sign a waiver, you're fine. Okay. Follow. Glider. Me. Wait. Okay. So, follow me, glider. Did you get me? Okay. Yeah, I just got the word me. <laughs> All right. Follow you, me, you, glider. You think it's just me being very um, self-absorbed, but no. It's right here on the screen. Well, that just sounds like, oh my God. So this is, um, oh my God. So if you can cast your mind back that far, one of the many games I believe we made, I, I'm hoping I'm not confusing it with someone else, but we made a game where, uh, you are like a CSI, but you're on like, um, like one of those swan paddler things. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You, there's like a murder on the like pond and you have to you yep. know, get in this one. Yeah. You're some sort of light okay. detective. So, here's here's what we've had. We've had, you know, water cops, like, in the pond, and we've got, you know, all the other CSIs, which are, you know, just kind of land division. Now we can have air division. We can have, like, you know, police pursuit in hang gliders. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like that a lot. So, it's it's air crimes. It's the air crimes division. Air crimes. So, someone's farting. (laughs) (laughs) That does technically come under their jurisdiction. But only if the person's jumping at the time. Or the fart is powerful enough. That it gives them a little bit of lift. Yeah, it propels them. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I, I'm just going to go ahead and veto, like, we're in a hang glider and we're chasing after a guy who's, like, farting all over yeah, the place. Yeah, no more fart just, jokes. Because I actually yeah, do, I actually do like, like pack farting across the landscape. Uh, so, like, no, don't I, need that. I like the idea of a mission-based kind of flying game, whether it's hang gliders or, you know, we can bring other planes and jetpacks and whatever into it. What was that? Was it Crimson Skies was the one on the original Xbox that- I don't know. It was, uh, it was a very, it was just a very story based, mission based, uh, flight flying game, um, with, with a lot of different types of, types of planes and stuff. So maybe something along the lines, or just, just taking from that, you know, just making it, it's story based, it's mission based. Maybe like your final mission is, you know, 
defending Air Force One from attacking whatever, or if it's still in the Trump era, maybe it's attacking Air Force One and taking it down. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a great image. You're just in your little. Well, you're either in a hang glider or you're just like you've just like duct taped yourself to a kite or something, and you've just got like a <laughs> slingshot. Or oh, you've done that. You've done that classic. It's a classic thing. You know how. Uh, you're in a movie, you know, you'll see someone pull up and they all get out of the car and then it slowly pans down and the, you know, the, the killer or the spy or whatever has attached themselves under the car. Uh, it's that, but it's Air Force One. So they've like duct taped themselves to the bottom of the plane before it took off and that's how they managed to get aboard. The problem is I don't really see how the action moves on from that. Okay. Well, then you've so got like a wingsuit, you just so you like drop off. Expand your wingsuit. You drop off. Okay. Well, you also die in that situation. Wingsuit. <laughs> So, what, what, what I like- As long as you have no capes. Um, ben mentioned something about a mission-based sort of um, air crime division. One of, the, one of the early side missions that turns into like a main mission is in the city, uh, there's been reports of pigeons disappearing. And I like mm. the idea that there's actually like a pigeon poacher who's collecting- Spider-Man, isn't it? Well, collecting all these pigeons- and it turns out that he's, like, a huge arch nemesis of the game, like, um, almost a, a secret sub-boss sort of thing in which he <laughs> commands, like, this um, whole army of pigeons. Army so, of in pigeons. this reality- The pigeon. The air crimes division is just responsible for anything to do with, like, birds and stuff, too. Anything that happens two metres above it's the ground It's entirely or made out of anthropomorphised birds. No, no. Come on, Sam. No. These are just normal pigeons. <laughs> Normal pigeons, okay. not anthropomorphic. Of course, they do become not. sentient once he puts his little helmet that he's invented on them all to turn them into but his army. But that's all science fiction, you know. Yeah. It's n- that's not anthropomorphic because they can't talk. They can only think what they're saying. And yeah, <laughs> they can, it's, it's the computers that talk for them. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically animorphs logic. It's like uh, the collars in Up with the, on the dogs. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, th- I think anything that- uh, any crime that occurs- more than two metres above the ground is Air Crimes Division. Air Crimes Jurisdiction. Yeah. Uh, Air, Air Crimes Jurisdiction. They're constantly fighting. They're constantly fighting with the regular cops about stuff that happens in skyscrapers. They're just like, no, yeah. this is this is ours. I was like, no, it's in a building, you <laughs> fucking air crime idiots. <laughs> Doesn't count. I mean, I'm just I'm just imagining kind of like, you know, the stereotypical- like fat cop, like eating a donut, like uh, can't reach it. It's the other crimes division. No, I, I- <laughs> no my jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah, they just like throw things up in the air. It's like not our problem anymore. <laughs> but I love the idea that the air crimes division are totally like super trained up and gung ho, but they just barely ha- they ever have anything to do. Yeah, a-, a lot of the crimes that they're sort of solving is like kids' balloons sort of floating in the sky. <laughs> yeah, it's pollution. <laughs> they they booked yeah. the kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they just get the blow dash, like, yeah, like exactly. we don't need it's restricted don't airspace no more. <laughs> okay, so sniper. <laughs> oh, um, well, what what I like is that there's like a fine fine um, you know line between anything on a building is still on the ground because there's like ground within yeah within X number of meters w- of their feet. But but what if it's out of window when when they when they get launched out of a window and they're falling, that's when it becomes air crimes division. So there's a murder that happens. And (laughs) as you start looking into it, they died like four meters above the ground. Well, wait, how did they die? They ran out of oxygen above the ground. Well, because they died of a heart attack before they hit the ground. Oh, so if if you, if you like fall out, don't, don't question me on this kind of shit because I've watched like shows about like people dying a lot. Um, 
Yeah, like if if you like like there's been cases where like the fuselage of a plane is just completely fucked up and they die of like hypothermia and lack of oxygen and that kind well, of stuff I, before they reach the I ground. love the idea though that the opening scene is you know the the uh the Emmy or whatever did, you know making this call. They've been sitting there trying to figure out whose jurisdiction this is in because either they died when they hit the ground and it's land cops jurisdiction or land cops. Or they died of a heart attack four meters above the ground and it's it's air crimes. Uh and, and yeah, it comes down that it's air crimes and that kind of sets the whole it's like, yes, we finally got a murder. Oh my god, wait, wait, hold on. What if the 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 ending plot twist is that they were pushed from a building and therefore it's land cops division again. Well, it depends, uh, though, because the death then happened in... Yes, it, but it was perpetrated by someone on land. Yes, but it doesn't matter about that. It's where the person dies. Worse still, it turns out they weren't actually pushed. They were hit by a fish. <laughs> and now, like, it's just fucking chaos. But the fish was in the air. <laughs> this is ours, damn it. But the fish was wet. But the fish was wet. Oh, shit. It was still moist. The, the goddamn sea force is going to come into it. This fucking <laughs> sea force. Oh, my God. A-Force, B-Force, and C-Force. <laughs> okay, so one- Oh, my God, no, they're the A-Team, because they're the Air-Team. Oh, my God. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> da, 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 A-Team. Da, da, da. A-Team. Not the I love A-team. it when a plane comes Another together. <laughs> and Mr. T is still afraid of heights. Okay, wait. How, what, we need to modify his slogan to be more in tune with the- Air division. Uh, it's like I pity the flute, something flute, that rhymes with the fool that that is related to air. The coo pigeon. No, uh, I pity the coo. I've, I pity the cuckoo. <laughs> I pity the cuckoo. That's, that's enough. That's good. Oh enough. my god! Three to one. Three to one click. That's enough for everything. Finger, plush, holds. <laughs> So is this one of these big plush fingers at like baseball games or like concerts or whatever? That's not plush. Well, not quite well. It's foam. (laughs) It's a sofa. Close enough. Well, my my immediate thing that like I have no idea how the fuck we use plush for this, but the thing that immediately I thought of was um, there was a oh I don't remember what the fuck they call them, but like the bonus challenge things they have at the Global Game Jam. Oh, the diversifiers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of those was something like. At the start of the game, you you touch like the screen, and you end the game when you like let go of the screen or something. Okay. Yes, so, like that. that, but with plush question mark. Well, we could definitely take that as like a a, a challenge. I, I guess how does that? There must be some other sort of controls there. Are you, is yeah. it touching with your other hand? <laughs> like <laughs> you touch the screen and it shows you pictures of uh, furniture and <laughs> it stops stuff when you toys. Let go. Um, that would be nice and easy to call it and code. Hmm. What was your word again, Sammy? Hold. Hold. Which technically you could use for basically anything, because that's like just an incredibly basic mechanic right there. It's just, things that, so it's it's just a, a thing that okay. people do. Yeah, it's a drag and drop game somehow. Uh, what, what I'm getting in my head is this young child mm-hmm. who's like hold, um, was holding onto their bear, their plush- One finger. Plushy, whatever. But they're also holding onto their parent's finger. Mm-hmm. And when they drop their plushie, they let go of the finger to pick up the, the plushie, and now they can't find their parents. So that- Oh. Okay. The, th- the thing is almost going to a- um, your ne- You play the- um, You play the child trying to, trying to find their parents in, like, this busy mall sort of thing. 
is Ooh, and we could work audio into that by kind of having like the mother's voice like hidden in the sound design well i'm wondering yeah. if it's almost like a matching game like trying to you know kids aren't good at stuff <laughs> uh, like determining who their parents are or where or, or how to find their parents um is it like having to remember the clothes or yeah the voice or like is there some sort of matching thing happening i don't know just trying to figure out how mechanically you you kind of create that experience of a child being afraid and lost and trying to, trying to find their way. This, this, this is an incredibly terrible way to go. But, like, what if, like, you get it wrong? It's like, you go home and you're happy and you're like, oh, God, wait, this is my parent. <laughs> you just you end up in some stranger's house. You figure it out until they're tucking you in, into bed. This isn't my bed. Yeah. This isn't my plushie. No. They turn off the TV where the, like, news is like, you know, local child kidnapped. It's like, <gasps> And then all of a sudden you, <gasps> hear, you hear, like, and, and the... And the- there's literally a bolt being and slid a and the, and the door's face. being locked and it's like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe this is- Have so you guys uh, have you guys watched the show Happy with- uh, It's got Pat Oswalt doing the voice. And- uh, I've, I no, have, I need to watch haven't that. seen that yet. Okay. Basically, the premise Go is off. that uh, this little girl's been kidnapped and she's got her imaginary friend who goes off to find her dad who's sort of estranged from her and is a drunken, you know, cop or ex-cop. Yeah. And but he can see the imaginary friend, and nobody else can. Maybe it's sort of similar to that, but it's the plushie. Like, yes, this child gets lost, grabs the wrong finger, and the plushie's like, "Oh my god, I got to save this child!" And then it's you as a plushie trying to convince somebody that you're real and can actually speak to them <laughs> and to save your your friend. Or it's um. So here's here's something that I I like. I I love Resident Evil. I think it's the best game of this year. But I will say, when it was first announced on E3, I was very disappointed because for a good chunk of that trailer, I was like, holy shit, we're playing as a borrower. This is going to be fucking awesome. Borrow a stealth game. I'm so into this. What if you're doing that, but you're a plushy figure, um, and you do have to kind of stealth and stuff, um, but your ultimate goal is to just, like, you know, uh, as much as one can as a plushy kind of uh, character, basically uh, Mortal Kombat the fuck out of that guy. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I do just love that juxtaposition of like, oh, it's cute, and it's covered in the blood of its, of okay. its victim. Yeah. victim. Okay, so you've you've got- How about you got the kid holding onto the finger, holding onto the plushie, let's go the plushie, and continues with the parent. Basically not realising that they've, they've dropped the plushie. Okay. You play the plushie trying to get back to the family- you're going on like a horrible adventure, like where you, you like you end up in Lost and Found, and literally you've you've got sort of like a Fight Club thing happening between all the all the toys in there and all this <laughs> the sort of lost stuff. Lost toys, and- all the hard ass lost toys. Yeah, yep. um, you get out, and then you you got you coming up against like the Rat King and all this sort of stuff, and you got to basically. Oh, actually, I go, like go this. for this huge adventure across the city. This could be this could um, be a fucking RPG, like full on. Oh my god! Wide ranging RPG set in yet yeah, like the underbelly of the city that you got lost in, oh. and you play a fucking plush, plush stuffed Dude, toy. Can you imagine the character room. creation, the character customization? Oh. Yeah, so you many can, You can do yeah. anything, but what can actually happen is as you go along, you know, um, a la you know your Batman Arkham Asylum and that sort of stuff. When damage actually happens to you in these mm. in these boss battles, you know that damage continues on throughout so, you, so if, yeah so by the if time you lose an eye <laughs> if you lose an eye you you may be able to find someone to reattach an eye but it'll be a patchwork eye that you can sort of choose along the way and <sighs> yeah i love that idea of of yeah like there's no actual healing particularly 
it's like you get stitched up with whatever you can find and it yep. kind of works. It might work a little bit, you know, not quite as good as it did before. And then you finally get back to your child and you're just like, covered in all are these- you the same? Are you the, still the same toy? You've gone through all oh this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's back off the line, but like toy edition. <laughs> um, quick question. If you lose an eye, because here's something that I, I like the idea of. You start off a level, you've lost an eye. And like half the screen is is you moving around, and half the screen is like a different camera seeing <laughs> really moving around. Yeah, so then you can figure out where the eye is because then you can kind I of like, like that. you know second second person. Yeah, it's very uh, uh, Mr. Potato Head in Toy Story, totally. Or Mrs. Yeah. Potato. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. what I kind of like the idea of is that you lose depth perception, so um, <laughs> God, yeah, you know, too. it sort of turns into like orthographic camera. <laughs> <laughs> That would be like hell oh, to like actually so try weird. and run, yeah. but that would be so like fun just to see how like fucked it would get <laughs> trying to play like that. It'd be an absolute mess. Like you, you're walking towards something and it's the exact same size the whole way through, and suddenly you can't move because, in fact, you're rubbing your face against it. <laughs> yeah, and you can tell it's also in the camera. That would also like make it um very like. If if the, the the whole thing was fucked, you could also make it very difficult to actually find the eye because you you know you're just like half drunk meandering around, just like uh, I'm almost there. Well, you'd really think, have to guide uh, yourself by the eye, right? Because then yeah, you, you'd actually be able to see yourself, you know, moving around in the space. Oh, and then you give them tank controls, and it's it's exactly like what people wanted <laughs> oh, for God. Resident Evil. <laughs> well, then you basically then you're almost playing like. One of, uh, I mean, these games did have perspective, but like the very old pre-Wolfenstein 3D maze games. <laughs> we're, we're now officially getting out of like the scope of like necessarily being able to do this. Um, just you saying, mean the wide-ranging like, RPG didn't do that? <laughs> no, no, but <laughs> like I, I, I just, I just had this immediate like amazing idea, which is a hundred percent outside of like graphical scope. Um, you just like, you find toys and you can just like unstitch yourself and restitch yourself. So now you've got like a toy tank, like, um, just like, you know, coming out of your abdomen. To, like, <laughs> I do like the idea like, that, you can, that there are drops that you can kind of upgrade certain parts of yourself. Or you come across, you come across a Toys R Us that is going out of sale, <laughs> like out of business. <laughs> And that's basically, that's where you can go and, like, raid the place for all these abandoned toys that have gone f- sort of feral. Well, I like the idea that that's, that's like, your home base or, or like, your, you know, your your, yeah. uh, your marketplace. Because, you, you know, it'd be too overpowering, yeah. too, too overpowered to just be able to go in there and get whatever you want. Other toys have already come and locked this shit down and you need to pay for this stuff. Yeah. You need, you need to go over to the JB Hi-Fi and, like, get some GoPros. <laughs> I mean, I'm just imagining this um, this mall that you're that you're in at the start, and the security guard picks you up and throws you in the lost and found. Like your first half of the game is literally spent trying to get out of this mall. That basically trying to it's, murder that guard. Um, once it once well once it's closed at night, like all the doors are locked as mm. as you're going around. Like there's no way out. Well, that's where all, that's where your lock picking skill tree comes in. Yeah, but that's a little awkward because it's 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 a little and hard to just kind of like jump. There's a there's a very oh. much an Assassin's Creed stuff. <laughs> or maybe may, or maybe it's like just you have to like go you just to, have to, the, to Toys R Us, switch out your arms for some wings from a plane from picks. a Geo plane, and uh, then you can get up higher. Join the Air Force. Um, what I also like is Whatever. it brings in that whole um, alternate ending thing of of like Far Cry that if you literally do nothing and don't don't touch the mouse for the first five minutes, mm. the kid turns back up at the office. To, to basically to say, I lost my toy, and <laughs> yeah, that's the good ending. 
The only well, that, good that's, ending. That's the alternate. En- that's the alternate ending. Yeah. That's um, you know, you didn't actually see your your um kid, so that's the ending that it goes home, and that's when you realise that you've gone home with the wrong kid. <laughs> <laughs> so the actual ending, you end up still at the wrong kid's house. No, you end up at the right kid's house, but um, that's because you've you've sort of you know which way to. I love the idea that like you finally show up at the kid's house. You're totally battered and, you know, it's raining. You're soaked with your last ounce of strength. You knock on the door and then, like, collapse because they can't, you know, kids can't see you moving. The kid comes and is overjoyed and picks you up and holds you close and then you've accidentally stabbed them because you, like, attached a knife to your fucking (laughs) left arm so that you could fight off the raccoons. Oh, Jesus nice. Christ. Three to one click. Um, I really, really, really love that game. Sammy, if if you're going to make any game, make that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll just give yeah, you the, the, I, mo- I, the, high, the largest scoped game that we've ever come up with, you know. Well, that's the thing. I'm probably not going to do, like, most of it, but, it, like, literally, if nothing else, I want to do the you're in a room and there's an eye just randomly located somewhere. That would be cool. Because, like, that is, like, the the best, also dumbest, like, mechanic ever. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. All right, should we do a one more? A one more. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one click. Diner. Okay. I'm I'm very interested to see how this one goes. Putting. Okay. Roommate. Okay. So, it's a mini golf game. It's, it's which- the diner attached to the mini golf course. Okay. Mm. Go on. And? All the golf balls are meatballs. Well, I was Ooh. trying to think of some sort of food-based golf game. We have to like Ooh. knock eggs and meatballs and tomatoes around. <laughs> you knock eggs and it just you have to be very gentle with splash. The eggs are just only on the putting greens. That's the that's the that's the challenge level. Yeah. Um. So what I'm now picturing is it, you play in the kitchen. Yeah. There, there's basically a golf course that has been sort of, um, or at least a pitch and putt sort of thing that's been set up. <sighs> so you got to like pitch the meatballs into into the um into the spaghetti. Yeah, you can putt the eggs, like off, off, off of like this. Um, well, I'm this just thinking. I'm just thinking a very. F- it doesn't even necessarily have to be set in. I'm just thinking a very food based mini golf game where what, each, what about, each what about- course or each hole is a different meal, uh, mm-hmm. or, or maybe okay. each each hole is a different ingredient and each course is a different meal or something. So you got to do things like hit the tomato through the spinning slices. And, and like that's the end of that hole because then the tomato falls down onto the burger or whatever. And you got to, you know, sometimes it is just in a regular golf ball, but you have to hit the right things to to press you know press the buttons or fire off different things. And and if you fuck it up, somebody gets like a bunch of golf ball. Yeah, you know, totally. Like if you accidentally, yeah, yeah, basically, yes. <laughs> What's all this purple stuff? So you're hitting bread roll through. You're hitting heads of lettuce. You're hitting tomatoes. You're hitting eggs. You're hitting I don't know. You're whacking the shit out of out of like cream to make butter. Like yeah, you're, you're sure. whacking backwards and forwards. Exactly. I, I kind of it's yeah. Like I kind of like yeah. the uh, well. Here, here's what I I like about this because I'm the kind of person who's basically like I really like you know this game, but I'd like to just include you know this random bullshit side thing. What about if we basically made a game that was like like Diner Dash or Cook like what if what's it called Cook Serve Delicious or whatever? Mm. But like instead of you know, just pressing keys, you have to do, like, you know, quick mini-golf challenges, like micro-golf challenges. So, basically, people coming up asking for for a particular dish and, you know, mm-hmm. all right, okay, I've got to turn around this way and whack a golf ball down there because once it gets there, it's going to trigger off the 
you know, Rube the putty, the, put, uh, the uh, patty to fall onto the stove. Uh, it's all timing based. That could be interesting. <laughs> so you have to manage all the timings and everything, and also just like you know, good golf accuracy. Well, then, yeah, because then you have to like line it up, make a really big swing, and hit the meal to the right person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, if you, if you if you hit it wrong, then you might um, accidentally knock the pickles in, and oof, you're going to get marked down for that. You're not getting a tip for that, will you? You definitely get marked um, down in a restaurant for knocking your pickle. It's true. Yeah. So. No, I don't want those pickles. So yeah, you have to kind of balance accuracy over over uh, speed, yeah. um, and also your golf ability, and also getting the uh, the the meal right, right ingredients, and also not accidentally hitting someone in the face. Does sound dangerous. Yeah, but you know it's a novelty. I'm sure you'll get a good crowd. Mm-hmm. Accident, get some glass <laughs> in someone's milkshake. All right. Well, I think maybe we'll finish it up there. Uh, you reckon? Cool. We've only gone. We've only gone an hour and five. Let's go one more. Can't finish oh, it. Okay. All right, all right, all right, because, all right. because we want to edit out all the crap ones. <laughs> all right. All right. One more. Three to one fish. Three to one, click. Three to one fish. <laughs> Pope. Inception. Holiday. <laughs> Inception. Why the fuck Inception? <laughs> Inception's a dead joke. <laughs> I don't know. He said okay. Conception, didn't you? I said Inception. Inception. Yeah. Um, yeah. And holiday. And holiday. <laughs> so, I like the and idea that- Holy- Holy Holy day. day. So you're trying um, to like inception. incept the Pope to while he's on holiday, <laughs> or to create a new holiday because you really okay. want tomorrow off work. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole reason. Yeah, it's like I really I can't be fucked off. going to work next week. Yeah, on my birthday, I, I I need the Pope to declare a new Catholic holiday. So I'm going so we to need, we need get into his dreams. <laughs> So I'm imagining like you go into his dream and it's just you you could really have like some um interesting takes on 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 and you know this is the truth as to what the what the pope the really pope thinks actually thinks. Can, uh, but he's just going to be okay, raping so children. Just, <laughs> oh, that's don't. that's With all what the stuff you that's think, happening with Pell at the moment. That's what Come you on. think, but then you get in there and it's it's all like he loves the idea of bears. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like gay people that are, that are hairy fat, or like, no, I'm I'm thinking like literal bears from from like the wild. You don't think it's like a twin? Okay, is it a, is like it like Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, is this just like an interest of his that he's never? Yeah, I'm, I'm so, thinking so, it's- you're trying to. So then you try to you're trying to convince <laughs> so him in his mind to make National Bear Day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we just like replay all his memories of like Paddington and stuff. Um, <laughs> See, it de- I mean, I am glad that we're just talking about, like, bears, because I feel like, you know, depending on how we choose to go with this, this could very quickly slide into uh, slander. Exactly. Well, it doesn't it's have just- to be this pope. <laughs> it could be Pope Donald Trump. Oh, my um, God, don't even say that. It'll happen. <laughs> Actually, he probably did this uh, damage there. But then again, Christianity would be associated with that. And that's not good. Oh, n- now, now I'm thinking that the Pope now, Inception what holiday- pope, da- What about Dalai Lama Trump? Um, no, no, Trevor, you say your Look, thing. I think it's gonna. Um, <laughs> I I, I, I'm now, yeah, exactly. I'm now picturing because for some reason I read the word holiday and I started thinking Mr. Bean's holiday, which was a, a movie version of Mr. Bean. That and is I, and a I'm picturing weird connection, Trevor. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I was thinking Madonna's yeah. song, but whatever. I, I'm, 
I'm right. seeing in the, in this um in this first inception or the second layer or something like that. Basically, Celebrate. the Pope is is like this accident prone sort of um character. Uh, stuck in stuck in like this continual dream in which he's falling down and all this sort of stuff. So your your whole thing is that you're going in and trying to help um, help him out while also trying to get your okay. holiday sorted. So wait, so 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 this isn't so much an Inception as much as it is whatever that um that Jennifer Lopez movie was where he went into like the the crazy guy's mind. Oh fucking the 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 one the where cell. they cut the horse into a bunch of pieces. Oh god, yeah, that was that a horror fil- horrible film. It was yeah, pretty yeah. messed up. Poor horsey. Okay, so I'm picturing I'm picturing the Pope's Pope is being exception. played by <laughs> the Pope is being played by Rowan Atkinson, and it's like this continual like <laughs> oh, slapstick no, comedy. <laughs> you so want to yeah. see that? Don't Accidentally clubs someone over the head with a crucifix. I kind of don't, but anyways. Yeah. Okay, we'll finish it there. <laughs> Popeception. All right. Shit. Popeception. I do like Popeception. All right. So on that note. Thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. Uh, Sammy, do you want to let our friendly listeners know where they can find you on the lines? Uh, well, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Sammy Deej, S-A-M-M-Y-D-E-E-D-G-E. Uh, I'm part of the Inconsolables podcast. And I also probably should shout out, because I think I've forgotten to on like all the other podcasts. I'm doing World's Greatest Shave, if you want to give me money to col- for me to colour my hair green. Nice. That'd be cool. Nice. Um, yeah, and all other stuff. You can find from Twitter. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And if you yeah. want to find us online, the best place to go is podchaser.com slash bitstorm. You can get to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all the bits. Uh, we are part of the 8-Bit Collective now as of a few weeks ago. Um, so go check mm-hmm. out all the other great stuff at 8bit.net and check out the 8-Bit YouTube channel for some of Sammy's stuff as well. Ding! Yeah, I've got reviews and Crackdown, which I've got opinions Ooh. on. Ooh, that's going to be a good vent. Yeah. Okay, finally, you should check out AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Search for AGPN on Twitter, the hashtag AGPN anyway. Uh, look at AGP Network on Twitter as well, or the Australasian Gaming Face... Uh, fuck. <laughs> Australasian yeah, yeah. Gaming Network Facebook page. Yep. Finally, check out uh, Containment Failure. And, yeah, I stuffed everything up there, so... <laughs> Good work. <laughs> I have that effect on people. Yes, thank you to Kuradas uh, th- for containment thank failure. Thank you, Kur- Yeah, thank you to Kuradas <laughs> for the use of the song Mount Defines off of containment failure. All right. Ben, yes. Cool. You so, <laughs> thank you yet again for joining us this week yeah. on Pitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm Sam Harkin. And together we are the Air Crimes Division. I pity the cuckoo. I pity the cuckoo. I pity the cuckoo.